Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the IFL TV podcast, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Oscar Bevis, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast here at Upminster at Be Superhuman today with O'Hara Davis. Man, it's been a while. How are we? It's been a while. I feel like I've been off the scenes a bit too long. Your boy is back. Hell yeah, I'm back. Well, you are back. We've got some good stuff to talk about in terms of your career and whatnot. Um, but yeah, just in general, where you been? What you been doing in your spare time? I think last time I spoke to you, you just had loads of jangly keys and you were sort of... OD the property developer. Oh, I'll get even more keys now. I've got another one since then. <laughs> but yeah, I'm good. Um, you know what? I feel like it's all about being smart. Obviously, I'm not caked or nothing. But I think you have to be smart. And I've invested the little that I've earned into apartments. Put a bit of Bitcoin here and there. But apartments is what I like. That's my second passion after boxing. So I've seen a lot of fighters get paid and they spunk it all in a strip club or cars, watches, girls, holidays. But me, I want something after my boxing career is done. So I thought, you know what? My brother was the one that first put the idea to me. He said, you know what? I remember I was going to get a BMW i8. cost about 50, 60 grand. And I was on the phone to him. And then my brother was in the room next door and he heard me. And I was still living at mum's house at the time. I just spent 10K in 10 days on a holiday with his bird. I'm still living at mum's house. I was going to go get a BMW i8. I want to phone to them. And then my brother heard me. He was like, listen, if you, mate, if you do that, you're thick. You're going to go and get that car and you're going to park it on mum's house outside on the main road. You're going to come back next day and the car's going to get robbed. He was like, go get a flat and park the car in your own flat. Don't park it around there. Get a driveway and park it there. And so I thought, oh, okay, cool. And then the first flat came. Then I thought, okay, cool. Now I can get the car. Then I thought, if I get the car, I've got to pay the car. But if I get a flat and I rent it out, the flat's going to pay me. Yeah. I thought, like, okay, cool, get another flat. And then it's just been addicted since then. I'm, it's an about to downgrade the car, focus on the flats. The cars will come. Well, that's the thing. The cars will come. Big fights, more money, etc. Um, I do want to quickly talk about the place we're here at today. And it's one of them centres. I, I suppose we see a lot more of boxers, especially on Instagram, and that doing it now with the cryo chambers, the IV drips. And whatnot, um, someone who has to keep himself in tip top shape all year round and, and ready for a call. Um, I suppose the sort of thing that's right up your, your street and many boxes' street, I suppose. Yeah, it's my first time here. You know what? I've been hearing about this a hell of a lot. My coach, Will Jones, he always goes on about BCP Human and he said they've got an open, they come down. I thought, okay, cool. I met Jag, the guy that runs it, and he showed me around, and this place looks amazing. I'm going to give it a go in a couple of hours. and you know what, I think I, I think I need this stuff because I work extremely hard. Extremely? Extremely hard. Yeah. Extremely hard, yeah. Well, I said it wrong. Extremely hard. <laughs> extremely hard, yeah. Um, you ready to brave the cold? I think that cryo chamber is like minus 98. That's crazy. But listen, man, I was made for this yeah. stuff. I'm made for the cold. Let's get it. We're going to see. I'm going to film it now. We're going to see. Um, yeah, one thing that uh, we saw, when was it announced? Was it today, earlier? Or yesterday, today? Yeah, it was this meeting with the WBA. 
with six fighters and essentially two of them are going to be picked to fight for a vacant belt. Josh Taylor been stripped mm. of those titles. Um, it's yourself, Perella, Sandal Martin, Probably. Ismael Broso, Regis Progre and Sa I think he's an Uzbek. Um, yeah, so the six of you, two will be chosen and essentially this will be the start of you fighting for the title that you've wanted for, for so long. Listen, man. So they're giving everyone 15 minutes to go and, and to present their case. Listen, I don't even need to put my case across. I deserve that shot. Why? Because for one, I'm OD, I'm Harold Davis. Listen, any fight I'm in is a big fight. Any fight I fight is a big fight. It don't matter who it's against. Wherever my name turns up into a fight, people are going to come out to watch the fight. Progress is also a big name. I feel like he deserves a shot. I deserve a shot. Sandal Martin... He fought his last fight, it was at Welterfick, wasn't it? Mate, he beat an over-the-hill Mikey Garcia and Eddie Hearn's been out there blowing smoke up this guy's ass, feeding all the boxing fans some bullshit about this guy's the next big thing. Listen, Eddie knows how to sell himself. Like, before boxing promoting, Eddie Hearn was a car salesman, right? Eddie Hearn used to sell cars, it's what he does. The guy's a salesman and he's been selling you fighters, been selling you names, been selling you dreams for all these years and the boxing fans are still falling for it. Sandal Martin, he don't deserve this shot. He beat an over-the-hill Mikey Garcia. His last fight, he was at welterweight. Let him go fight for the WBA title up at welterweight. Let him go fight El Spence or Terence Crawford and get his ass whooped. Or go fight Conor Ben and get his ass whooped. Listen, ain't a part of this. It's my Broso. I was in Dubai a few months ago. I was meant to go fight him. I got myself in tip-top shape, ready to go fight a good old Southpaw. Beat the hell out of him. What happened? A few days before the fight, um... My visa's not working, so I can't come. It's the first thing you sort out. When you know I've got a big fight in a different country, eliminator for the world title, the first thing I'm making sure is that I've got my passport and my visa's all good. How can you wait until fight week to say, oh, all of a sudden my visa doesn't work? Obviously, the guy weren't fit, he weren't in the gym, he saw me on Instagram banging away at those pairs and he knew. Listen, I wouldn't be feeling that right hand. And let me go on, let me go say some shit about my visa's not working. <laughs> uh, who else is there? Uh, Perella is one of them. Perella, who is that? I never I, well, Yeah, I'm not too aware of him and the guy I believe is either Uzbek or, or Kazakhstani. They're the two that are kind of the unknowns the of the city. Like, Perella, he might be good, he might not be good. I never heard of this guy in my life. I looked him up on Boxtrek and he beat a bunch of unbeaten nobodies. One of these guys that fight people 20 and old. But he's 20 and old, hasn't beat no one. The guy's not a name. He's been fighting in, in, uh, in whatever country he's from. I don't know where he's from. But he's been fighting people in different parts of the world. He's been fighting absolute nobody. Why is he number one? Why is he ranked at one? Why is my brother ranked at two? When I was meant to go fight him and he was scared. I should be ranked at one. It should be those five people talking to the WBA to get a shot against me. I deserve the shot. Who else do you know that's been thrown under the bus like I have and come back? I got thrown under the bus all those years ago. I was innocent. I didn't do anything wrong and they threw me under the bus. Then after, I took about a year off. I had a year break. I won the golden contract. Like, come on. Who has done what I've done? Who's been thrown under the bus like I have? Who's been abused by the boxing fans and by other fighters like I have and they're still going strong? Anyone else that's actually been through what I've been through, they'll have a mental breakdown. They don't be boxing no more. They would have quit boxing years ago. But look, I'm still here. I'm still here. So I deserve this shot. I've gone through all the trials and the tribulations. 
innocently thrown under the bus and and I'm a highlight of that because once again I was innocent and they knew I was innocent and then I left Eddie Hearn and he made it seem as if I got dropped like come on come on man you know how bad it was like the day when Eddie Hearn uh, Eddie Hearn and Frank Warren offered me a deal Frank Warren offered me a bit more money only like 5-10k more basically the same thing Eddie Hearn sent me a text up on WhatsApp he gave me a free fight deal he said give you this for the Dillian White versus when he put Parker was it Parker he fought yeah, so your first fight on that show and then second fight on Hey Belly 2 card and your first fight end of the year. Gave me my fight purses. I, I turned them down. I went to Frank Warren. The next day, Eddie Hearn come on Fight Hype like, oh, I feel like we had to let Harvey Davis go because his image wasn't suiting us. And, and I remember that time I was at home, I was thinking, I've got Texas on my phone. I could go online and expose this guy right now. But I thought, let me be the nice, humble guy and make him, and make him trick the fans into, into thinking I've got dropped. Matchroom didn't drop me. I dropped those guys. We, I had a meeting with them. Me, Charlie Sims, Tony Sims, Eddie Hearn, and my friend, Emmanuel, he came down too. We all sat down and they said, you're welcome back in the gym. Tony Sims, Charlie Sims said to me, you're welcome back in the gym and you're welcome back at Matchroom. I'm the one that turned the whole thing down and I went to Frank Warren, making it seem like I got dropped. I don't get dropped. I dropped them. And, and I feel like I've been going off on a fucking mad one. But yeah, everything I'm saying is all true. I deserve this shot. I was thrown under the bus. I took a year out. I won a golden contract. Pagray is in his last fight. He beat the guy that I beat years ago. I bet I beat him years ago. Sandon Martin. Listen, Eddie Hearn been blowing smoke up his ass. Those other guys, we all know them. Put me in for the shot. WBA world title. Well, look at someone like Canelo Alvarez, right, and the fact that governing bodies want him to be their champion. You get that because he's a bit of a name. Now, if the WBA looking at it from that perspective, surely the fight between you and Progre is the one that financially for them and because of the size of the fight would be the fight they want. We know, obviously, look, you said uh, Pirellas 1 and Barroso's 2, but surely for them, you and Regis Progre is kind of a no-brainer. That's a fight that sells. Progre versus me. Listen, man, it'll be everyone bidding to buy that fight. Puello. Mate, they put Ishmael Barroso against this guy, Puello. The fight won't sell for nothing. There won't even be no purse bids, and they know that. So I know that those guys at the WBA are smart enough to not make that fight. You want to make a fight? Me versus Regis Progres. He's a fighter that I look up to. I've look, and I've looked up to him for years. I met him up, up, at, I met him up at the Peacock Gym before he fought Taylor. Nice guy, you know? Yeah, he's a really nice guy. And he's someone, he's a great fighter, a great champion. And I'd I, I like, to, I like, to, I like, like to face off against him. Let's get it, baby. Let's get it, man. We talk about purse bids. Let's say, theoretically, it was you and Progray, or even just you and someone. Um, promotionally, you are a free agent. So if there were bids to come in from companies like Sky, for example, that would be something that you would welcome. Because as you said to me earlier, your, your best fighting days really were, were on Sky. Listen, man, it's me and him fight. Listen, I reckon Sky Sports are in the bid. You've got so many other boxing promoters that are so great. You've got BT Sport. You've got Pro Bellum. You've got... <coughs> Channel 5, you've got Wasserman, you've got Sky Sports. I, but I prefer, no, I prefer, I believe that Sky Sports would win the purse bid because they know whenever I was on Sky, I'm the man, I'm the big name. And you know what, they got big names now, I know disrespect to anyone on Sky, but when I was headlining in Sky, when I was on Sky, I was bigger than all the guys they got now. There ain't no one on Sky now that was making more noise than me when I was on Sky. So, you know, they need that big name. They need a big name back and um, listen, they'll do anything to get me on their, on, their, on their show because they make sense and I'm a good fighter. Listen man, I've been off too long. You guys are going to see me back again. On social media, I've been too quiet, not been talking nothing. 
I've been enjoying life too much, but now I'm back in the gym. Hard work, dedication. We're going to win this shit. Is there a possibility that... Well, I say is there a possibility. There is a possibility that if everything plays out how it could play, um, that you and Jack Cattrall could rematch for a world title unification. Listen, man. Everyone knows. When I fought Cattrall the first time, everyone knows I won the fight. Even his fans that were there, they know I won the fight. Even, listen, they all know. You guys go and watch the fight back. It was a very boring fight. It was a very boring fight, but I won the fight. And one judge, they gave it 118, 110. They gave me two rounds of the fight. I won about 10 rounds of the fight. They robbed me blindly. And in his last fight, he felt like he got robbed blindly. What I can say is, calm a bitch. I was, gonna, I was about to ask you, did you feel any sympathy? Because the judge who gave Cattrall 118, 110 that night, isn't Jack Cattrall's friend and the judge who gave it to Josh Taylor isn't Josh Taylor's friend. We know it, it, it doesn't really work like that. But did you kind of not feel any sympathy then because of how you feel about your fight with Jack before? For one, I didn't feel any sympathy because he felt like he got robbed, but I know I got robbed, so karma, bitch. Second of all, I watched the fight. I reckon Taylor won the fight. I reckon Taylor won the fight. Everyone's going off about Cattle won the fight, Cattle won every round. Listen, the judges for the fight weren't Taylor's friends. They weren't judging his last few fights. As far as I'm concerned, it was the first time being a judge in this fight. The referee was the first time being a ref in the Taylor fight. You can't go into the hometown of the undisputed champion just about beat him and go around saying I won the fight. No, if you're going to beat an undisputed champion, you have to totally rip the fight away from them and win every round convincingly. Carroll may be done just about, but he's fighting against the undisputed champion in his hometown. You've got is, that where boxing, is that where boxing should change then? Because surely you should just win the fight. To get the belts. I hear what you're saying and that is true. A lot of the time you do have to go there and just fucking grab the belts. But is that where boxing should change? African, it's how boxing always be and we say boxing should change but it's how boxing is and you just have to understand that. Play the game. Play the game. It ain't fair sometimes. Play the game. But listen, I schooled the fight. I reckon Taylor just about won the fight. I reckon, I reckon Taylor just about won the fight. And the reason why we feel like, the reason why the boxing fans feel like Catwell won the fight is because they expected him to go in there and get completely pummeled. To get it completely stopped in one or two rounds, three rounds at most. And Catwell went in there and done a lot better than what any of us thought, than, than what we thought he would do. We all thought Catwell was going to go in and get his ass back, but he went in there and put up a good fight. But my point is that just because he fought a better fight than what we thought he would fight, it don't let it cloud your judgment and it doesn't mean that he won the fight. Just say, okay, cool, Catwell done a lot better than we thought he would do and it was an even fight. If it was a draw, we wouldn't complain. If you got the win, we wouldn't complain. But don't be like, oh, he won every round or it's complete robbery because he does a lot better than we thought he, he, that the guy would do. That's not how, like, it's not how things work. And, like, I understand how Taylor must feel right now. Taylor must, because he's been, he's one of the most hated fighters out there right now. I've been seeing it online over social media. He's said that he's been getting death threats and stuff like that. And I feel how he feels because, and Bokta fans, you guys got to change yourself. Boxing fans are the ones that have got to change because boxing fans are these people. They will love you one minute. I, mean, I remember, like before that fight, Taylor was the king of the world. The most, he's like the greatest thing to come from Scotland, from the UK, from Britain, and they all loved him and they all cheered him. And he's the greatest thing from sliced bread. And now he ain't nothing. Now, now the same people that once loved him and are saying bad things about him. And I've been looking over social media, and Taylor hasn't got one fan. And imagine how that feels to be loved by the whole country in the, in the space of 24 hours, be getting death threats and be hated by the whole damn country. And that's, and that's 
and that's just boxing fans for you. If you look at the football fans, they ain't like that. The football fans, they support their team, win, lose, draw, whatever. They're supporting their fans and their team to the death. It's only in boxing where one day they will all love you, the next day they will all hate you. And sometimes it changes you as a person. And I feel like with Taylor, with what he's going through now, it's very, it's a very hard time for him. It's a very hard that like he's in a that like he's in a hard that like he's in a hard place right now because he was undisputed world champion. Now he's not. He said he vacated the belt, and they're putting on nine. He's been stripped of the belt. And everyone's laughing at him saying he's been stripped of the belt and Catterall is this and Catterall that and everyone's against Taylor and everyone's loving Catterall. And like, come on man, if, you're, if, if you support the guy, support him to the death. Support him to the death, don't love him one day and hate him the next day. You boxing fans are too two-faced and, and you like the wins. Boxing fans are like the wins. That's why, like, that's why boxing fans get played. Like a lot of fighters, they play the fans. You say what they like and they all cheer you and they all love you and buy tickets to your fight. Or you can say something bad and they'll see you as a bad guy and it will hate you and they'll still come out and buy tickets to your fight. We don't get emotionally attached to this game because boxing fans are too up and down. They say a lot of shit online. Pricks. They're pricks. Well, I suppose we'll leave that there. Like I said, we've got the meeting tomorrow. One thing we can tell from that is that if there was to be something down the line with you and Jack, there would still be bad blood. And that's the fight we would really Listen, want to man, see anyway. So Ain't no bad blood. I won the fight against him. I ain't trying to prove shit. I won the fight against him. I battered him, bro. I battered him. I've got nothing to prove against him. Cat was out there trying to beg for a, a big fight now because he's because he got his ass robbed for the undisputed. He got his ass robbed. He ain't getting that shot again. He'll be lucky if he gets a world title shot in general again. He ain't getting no shot. The guy ain't getting no shot. And the thing about Jack is that Cat was not a big name. He ain't ever been a big name. He won't ever be a big name, probably. And um, he wants, he's just trying to beg for a, a big fight now, which is why he's on Twitter trying to send a few messages to Taylor. Let's make this crap happen again. Trying to beg for a fight because ain't no one care about the guy. He ain't a big name. He ain't ever going to be a big name. And you know what? Unless they pay me real good to fight him, he'll be lucky if he sees my face again. He'll be lucky only if they pay me. Show me the money. Thank you for listening to the IFL TV podcast, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Sports Social Podcast Network.